Good afternoon, everybody. It's lovely to be in here all together. Uh, can you hear me okay? Is that okay? Groovy. Um, our story at the moment is we are considering what it means for our God to be the light of the world. And consequently, what that means for the rest of anything, really, the rest of how we think about our own lives, how we think about God and the types of things that he is doing in this world. I loved Matt's um, sharing of the analogy that he heard, um, which captures this sense of we get glimpses. God hasn't been shy in revealing himself, but our God is the creator and he invites us to discover more and more and more of himself. And that's what I'm hoping that we'll continue to do together. Last week, we uh, reflected on lots of things. Um, but under the, the big cover of this scripture here, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And I think for us who have been journeying with God for a little while, there are these big concepts that we come across that we're pretty okay with. We know that our God is the light of the world. In a big picture sense, with our minds, we're on board. We like that. But have you, have you ever found yourself in the space of questioning, and for the purposes of my sermon, I kind of hope you have, um, asking questions around what does that big picture reality actually mean for me in the context of my life. When I go about whatever it is I do on Monday and Tuesday and all the other days, what does this actually mean and what does this actually look like? What do I do with this so-called light? And how do these big ideas have bearing on my small happenings? One of the wonderful things about the scriptures is that they invite us into uh, to consider other people's stories, other people who have been navigating these same questions. What does it look like for us to do life with a God who is present, a God who displays grace, a God who is light? What does it mean to actually do life with this God? We get to see them navigate this in their own ups, downs, questions, doubts, disappointment, joy, grief, bewilderment, despair. The scriptures are like an open heart where we get to see these stories and then consider our own story on the backdrop of these stories. Today's passage for me is one of my favorite glimpses into that very space. In this instance, we're invited to consider our own story on the backdrop of Peter's story. There was a reading we had earlier where Jesus is with his disciples and he's having a conversation with Peter. 
Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Look after my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Of course I love you, Lord. He's hurt that Jesus has asked him three times. It is such a curious little story. Knowing the context, I think is kind of helpful. So a little bit about Peter. He's a disciple of Jesus. And we're going to pause on that point ever so briefly because to be a disciple of someone means that you are actively submitting your mind, your heart, and your purpose to be shaped by somebody else. A discipleship relationship is an identity-shaping relationship. And in the course of Peter's relationship, he got to witness a whole bunch of wonderful things. He witnessed the light of the world literally transforming lives on the ground. He saw all sorts of very hard to explain things, all sorts of things that you would not normally see. He got to witness the light touching people's lives wherever he went. There are extreme high points in Peter's story. It's from Peter's lips that we actually hear for the first time the reality of who Jesus is. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. He displays moments of great confidence. This is from Mark 14. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though all become deserters, I will not. He backs his ability to follow Jesus right to the end, whatever that might mean. And in Peter's story, we get to see somebody hitting rock bottom. You see, Peter abandons Jesus at the most critical time. As Jesus is dragged before the authorities, he denies his relationship with Jesus. I don't know the man. And then Jesus is crucified. He's dead and buried. And I think at this point, we're invited to imagine the state that Peter must have been in. Can you imagine the confusion, the grief, the regret and the despair and just the overwhelming sense of guilt that he must have been carrying during this time? The weight of that moment is, well, it's something. I would assume that this would have to be one of the darkest moments in Peter's life, yes? Not just on a situation level, when Jesus is crucified, the disciples, they're in a very precarious spot. The one whom they were following has been ousted as a criminal and crucified. So his disciples potentially have a target on their back. But it's not just that. For Peter and for the other disciples, it would be a dark moment on an identity and purpose level. And then, 
you standing on a beach. This one to whom you were discipled is now risen and he's cooking you breakfast and he's hanging out with all of you and he's looking at you in your eyes and asking you questions that reach right down into the depths of your heart. Peter, do you love me? What do you do with that question? Given everything that has just been. Peter, do you love me? Even in light of everything that we know happened around the crucifixion. Peter, do you love me? Now that you see I am who I said that I am and that I did what I said that I was going to do. Do you love me even in the midst of your shame and your grief? Much has been made of this little interaction between Jesus and Peter. There are some things which are happening um, just on a language level. Um, It's a curious little thing. Jesus is asking um, Peter, do you love me? Using a certain Greek word for love, which is agape, and that's got a, a love, love kind of vibe about it. And Peter keeps responding with another Greek word for love, phileo, but that's got a bit more of a, a like love to it. Peter, do you love, love me? Jesus, I like, love you. Peter, do you love, love me? Jesus, I like, love you. The third time Jesus uses the same word as Peter. Peter, do you like, love me? You know that I do. There have been lots of wonderful sermons um, which have picked up on the points around this is Peter responding from a place of where he really was. He wasn't able, able to say, I agape love you. Others have pointed to the fact this is Jesus meeting Peter on his level, inviting him in where he was at. And I think that they are all very helpful points. This afternoon, as we consider this passage, I'd like us to consider that what Jesus is doing here is rebuilding Peter's heart. He's rebuilding Peter's mind. He's rebuilding Peter's purpose and he's giving him the opportunity to stand before his creator and declare his love for him again it's a forgiving moment it's a reflective moment it's a redeeming moment it's a solidifying moment it's a moment for peter to root his heart and his mind and his love in jesus again And Jesus builds upon this heart moment by speaking purpose back into Peter's life. Because you love me, follow me here. And we're going to do this together. Because you love me, follow me. And go feed my lambs. Because you love me, follow me. Jesus then goes on to paint a picture of what this will ultimately mean for Peter. Peter, this time around, is going to follow Jesus all the way. 
this time he's going to follow him to his death. This time around, he's not going to deny him. It's a redeeming moment. How does Jesus bring life into Peter's darkness? He meets him face to face, speaks to his heart, and he invites him to come and truly follow him again. He gives him purpose. Jesus embraces Peter and calls him into new life by calling him into his mission. I think this, this is a profound insight into what it looks like for God to bring life and light into somebody's life. Jesus generously connects with them personally, even in the midst of their shame, guilt, despair, confusion. Our God breaks through those barriers. And he speaks straight to the heart. Jesus invites him into more. Join me in my mission. Follow me as the one who has overcome death itself. You are known, loved, invited, and purposed. His grace breaks through our barriers. Last week we considered that God has not given up on humanity on that sort of cosmic big picture level. He is the light that remains. Where the rubber hits the road in conjunction with that is that he has not given up on you. Even though you might... X, Y, Z. I don't know where you're all at. But I know for me, there have been moments where I've needed Jesus to rebuild. Moments where I've had my own version of shame, guilt, confusion. What does this all mean? Because I once felt that I was burning bright with you, Lord Jesus. And then I've moved into this other space for lots of different reasons. And now I don't know what to do with that. And the light of the world, I believe, looks into our eyes and asks the question, do you love me? Come follow me. Do you love me? Come join me in my mission. What a beautiful Lord we have. It's this grace that continues to cut through. And what we're going to do this afternoon is we're going to share in communion together as we remind each other of the nature of the light of the world who laid down everything in order that he might defeat death itself and raise us to new life. In doing so, he forms a new community, a community with a purpose. And together, as we celebrate um, this moment together, 
can I invite you to reflect and be thankful wherever you happen to be at today.